You are listening to the San Antonio Zen Center Dharma Talks. The San Antonio Zen Center is supported solely by donation, so that everyone can participate in our offerings and programs, regardless of income. If you are able, please consider making a donation to SAZC through the donation button on our site, sanantoniozen.org, or by visiting paypal.me slash sanantoniozen. Thank you for your practice and enjoy the talk. Uh, so, good morning, everyone. Uh, our guest speaker this morning is one of our senior members here uh, at San Antonio Zen Center, Dokan Rick Wadsworth. Uh, Dokan is a a uh, therapist as well as a practitioner, so it's a very, uh, very nice blend of practice. Good morning. Uh, thank you all for being here. Um, uh, I was originally scheduled to do this, um, I guess a couple of weeks ago and, uh, I was ill. So, um, sorry about that. My, um, apparently, uh, my body has a mind of its own uh, when it comes to such things. And, um, that brief period of time when we were meeting together again in person um, really helped me appreciate meeting in person. And I'm also very happy that we're able to meet through Zoom uh, in these days. Anyway, I um, I wanted to, um, my talk is about the fundamental point, uh, which is a, um, uh, is a translation of Ginjo Koan, my, my understanding is, which is a writing by Do, um, uh, Dogen, the founder of uh, our school of Zen. Um, and I, I think, the, some folks here that might not be familiar with uh, Dogen. So I, I pulled up a little introduction to him on my Kindle. And I'll read that. Ihe Dogen, 1200 to 1253, is one of the greatest elucidator, elucidators of meditation in the ancient world. His writings today inspire many of those who contemplate in different spiritual traditions and are interested in expanding and deepening their meditative experience. So um, that's a brief introduction to him. Um, most of the quotes I'll be talking about today comes from uh, a book entitled The Essential Dogen, and um, which is just recently um, published, I believe, 
and um, was something that uh, Colin had recommended. Uh, Kendall had a special on, so I jumped on it. And I, I'll, I'll say it's uh, my experience with, with Dogen um, uh, uh, in these, um, uh, been practicing since 2006. So the, the few years I've been hearing of him, the people have talked about him and the things I've read, my experience has always been one of confusion. Um, and kind of like, what? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, but this book, uh, or maybe uh, <laughs> it's the fact that I've been practicing a while, I'm, I'm better able to kind of um, get a sense of uh, maybe what he was getting at. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Anyway, I, I thought a good title for this would be the, fun the fundamental point for getting the self to realize Buddha nature. And Buddha nature uh, is um, this idea of uh, uh, who you really are, which is um, enlightenment itself. Or as uh, uh, Koro Suwaki put it, precisely the self I haven't thought up is who I really am. So, um, Dogen says the fundamental point is an essential experience of non-separation. The experience of non-separation is to realize the Buddha way or the realization of unsurpassed enlightenment that is our true self, which remember is not separate from our ordinary self. So there's this um, uh, other quote, I wanna kind of marry these two. To study the way of enlightenment is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. To forget the self is to be actualized by myriad things. When actualized by myriad things, your body and mind, as well as the body and minds of others drop away. No trace of enlightenment remains. And this no trace continues endlessly. So what I'm, what I'm getting from that is that uh, when we practice Zazen, we realize and express our true self, Buddha nature, which is the experience of non-separation. And this studying of the self is not necessarily what I normally think of as myself, the, the self that I go around identified with. Um, you know, I like my coffee with cream or something like that. That's me, you know, it's a different, different type of self or the self I haven't thought up as uh, Kodoswaki. So uh, Dogen saying that there's no separation between the practice and the experience of non-separation. 
So let me pull out a little something from, um, let's see if I can find it now. Oh, so I, I've also been reading a, a book about uh, quantum physics, and this was in that book about quantum physics. And this is uh, something from the latest in neuroscience research. So what they've found out through using brain scans is that the when we see things, the brain does not take in light from everything that we see and synthesize it into what we see. It doesn't put it together. But it, it sent, the brain actually sends signals to the eyes to look for what it expects to see. And um, it is, so what it is doing is checking for something different than what we expect. And, and I think this kind of, um, this idea could be extrapolated to all of our experience. Um, and and uh, so, Keeping that in mind, Dogen says, know that fundamentally, we do not lack unsurpassed enlightenment. We are replete with it continuously, but we normally do not realize it and are mostly, uh, and mostly are in the habit of arousing discriminatory views and regarding them as real. we normally do not realize that we do not lack unsurpassed enlightenment. We're mostly in the habit of arousing discriminatory views and regarding them as real. In other words, the brain is in the habit of arousing discriminatory views and regarding them as real. We go about expecting, looking for what we expect. And this has to do with this conditioning, you know, that we, I haven't met anybody without conditioning. Everybody seems to have it. Um, so that is also part of the self that we study. And uh, hopefully the realization is that, uh, you know, we aren't who we think we are. Now, this is, this is another quote from that book from a, a French philosopher. Um, and he said that external perception is an internal dream which proves to be in harmony with external things. And instead of calling hallucination a false perception, we must call external perception, a confirmed hallucination. That, that kind of gets at the point a little bit better. So it's not a bad idea to take what we think with a grain of salt. Uh, and so, uh, 
non-separation, if non-separation, is the expression of our true self, our Buddha nature, that our true self is not one with everything. It is everything. Um, so this book I was reading about quantum physics says uh, there's all these strange things that happen when you get on the quantum level of physics that just can't be explained by Newtonian physics. And they're trying to figure out, well, what's this about? And uh, some people say it has to do with multiple um, universes side by side. And uh, this is where the probability of uh, particles and manifestation comes from. But this particular author is an Italian physicist says that it has to do with um, relation, like everything is related. And uh, so it reminds me of, uh, of dependent co-arising. So um, it seems like we're all entangled and none of us would be in existence without everything else. Or our true self is not one with everything, but is everything. So Dogen goes on to talk about Zazen. And he says, the Zazen I speak of is not learning meditation. It is simply the Dharma gate of enjoyment and ease. It is the practice, realization of complete enlightenment. It is simply the Dharma gate of enjoyment and ease. So when I'm not, or when we're not caught up in discriminatory thoughts and perceptions, we may be down-regulated enough to have this experience of the Dharma gate of enjoyment and ease. And within that, or congruent with that is the realization of complete enlightenment. Realize the fundamental point, free from the binding of nets and baskets. And the way this is um, interpreted is intellect and delusions. Once you experience it, that is this enlightenment, you are like a dragon swimming in the water or a tiger reposing in the mountains. Know that the true Dharma emerges of itself, clearing away hindrances and distractions. So I, I really love this, how he points to, um, you know, once you experience, the way you know you, you, you're uh, experiencing it is, uh, you're like a dragon swimming in the water. And, you know, we all have that experience, right? <laughs> and um, uh, a tiger reposing in the mountains. I, what I like about that is, you know, what human being has that experience. And so it leaves me um, to, um, to realize not knowing and to be alert for what, what this is, if that makes any sense. It's a metaphor that points to something without telling me exactly what to look for, which is my mind's always trying to latch on to exactly what it is, you know. 
Uh, but when I have this image of a dragon swimming in the water or a tiger reposing in the mountains, it's, uh, it's like what poetry does, right? It, it opens me up to experience rather than uh, make it into a concrete thing. So this is how you know if you're actualizing the fundamental point of non-separation. You're like a dragon swimming in the water or a tiger reposing in the mountains. And this next sentence, know that the true Dharma emerges of itself, clearing away hindrances and distractions. I think uh, I really, uh, it's, I have a lot of gratitude to Dogen for putting into words what I think is just incredibly difficult to put into words. And um, in such a way that um, it's, I kind of have like a taste of what he may be talking about and through practice, there's some realization. Um, and then, you know, of course, in realizing it, um, you lose it. Or, you know, in intellectually realizing it, you lose it. That's, it's a di different type of realization, I think. So um, I don't know how long I've been going on for. A couple of minutes, huh? So um, I, I have a poem I'd like to read. And um, uh, from the um, quantum physics perspective, uh, and the title of the poem is um, Heisenberg. Uh, and Heisenberg, uh, everybody knows who Heisenberg was, right? He kind of came up with this um, uh, explanation of what they were seeing in, in quantum phenomenon, mathematically. And uh, basically the idea is that we affect everything that we try to study. So um, I put in parentheses, a study in separation. And this is by uh, Christian Barter. Heisenberg, we interfere with what we know by knowing it. We interfere with what we do by doing it. We interfere with what we love by loving it. I guess you could say we're the causes of our own loneliness. Separation is what I put there. We interfere with what we watch by watching it. We interfere with what we write by writing it. We interfere with what we think by thinking it. We interfere with where we go by going there. We are like Midas or Medusa. We interfere with life by living it. In fact, one definition of perfection is simply the way things are when we are not around. Or might have been if I hadn't said so. One question though, 
is all this actually true? We interfere with what we ask by asking it. If there is a God, we will surely ruin him by believing in him. And yet we must exist, correct? Don't answer that, you who remain you only by your absence. I like that last line a lot, and I think it 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 ties together um, the sort of ideas that I've been going on about, talking about here. So um, I think that's all I have. Let me go over my notes here. So just to sum up, um, Zazen, the fundamental point is to experience and express our true self, which is Buddha nature, which is non-separation. And we aren't who we think we are. I think that's about it. And I hope that's been helpful or at least entertaining. Um, I guess uh, at this point, um, we'll see if there are any questions or 